Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic episode 194. Today we're talking useful and interesting plugins for WordPress. And before we get into today's topic, I want to introduce the panel. Uh, first, we have a guest, Adam. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name's Adam, and you can find me at WPCrafter.com, where I make WordPress videos for non-techies. I have a probably, I think, the largest YouTube channel around WordPress videos and tutorials in terms of minutes. <laughs> there are some with more videos in mind, but uh, yeah, you can find a video from me being uploaded every day there at uh, WordPress, uh, just uh, WPCrafter.com. Excellent. And we have Sally. Good morning. My name is Sally Getch, and I am the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California, and my company is WP Fangirl, and you will no doubt see my cats on this <coughs> on this show because they always come and demand attention. Mm. <laughs> Don't they all? Yes, I am continually being upstaged. <laughs> and then we got Jackie. Hey, I'm Jackie D'Elia. I am a web developer in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I also am the host of Rethink.fm, a WordPress podcast. An excellent one at that. Thank you, John. Oh, of course. And then uh, the man of the hour, Jonathan. Oh, well, hi there, folks. I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a WordPress support maintenance company. Um, we're your trusted partner, aren't we, John? Trusted as always. And myself, John Locke, my business is Lockdown Design, providing custom WordPress development and SEO for mid-sized businesses. Uh, before we get into the main topic of uh, useful plugins, there's a couple of news stories that we have in the world of WordPress. Top of mind is 4.8 is about to drop. Uh, a couple of things are going to change. There's going to be some enhanced uh, functionality around the widgets. Uh, you'll be able to have a visual editor as well as the text editor. And it looks like uh, vi the video widget is, is going to get some enhancements. And uh, I wanted to ask Adam, uh, what are you most excited about in 4.8? Well, I mean, I think on this uh, show today, I might end up being more of the devil's advocate on a lot of these things because I really think... I really think WordPress has missed the boat on a lot of things. Uh, you know, for instance, these widgets. I don't use widgets. I mean, yes, most people that have a website for a business, they're not really blogging, which is where you see a lot of widgets. And on their pages, they're probably, probably going to use a page builder. So a lot of these 4.8 features, I think they're kind of trying to play catch up. And I don't know if we were going to talk about later some other stuff with that WordPress.com hosting. They're just missing the boat on a lot of these things. So I think, you know, even with the, the Gutenberg, which I actually like the Gutenberg uh, for posts, but most, uh, I wonder if there was some numbers. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. Are there any numbers on how many people use WordPress as a blogging platform versus just to have a business website? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there are, they ask 
sort of that question in the kind of annual survey about people who are using WordPress for blogging versus for, you know, something else uh, or both. But I don't know if we have any really good numbers. You, you can uh, <clears throat> talk to Morton about our lack of adequate statistics on how WordPress <laughs> yes. is actually used. Telemetry. Yes. Yeah, I have not done a site for a blog that I can remember um, in the past few years, at least. Every site I've done is a business site, uh, in, primarily in, not focused on the blog portion. It's, it's an add-on. They'll use it, but it is just one item on a menu. Um, the primary focus is a brochure site or an e-commerce site. Um, those would be where I'm seeing most of the activity. Yes, and uh, would you say that most new websites, they're actually now really this huge adoption of page builders. We're using page builders, which you use the elements in the page builder, not necessarily widgets. Yep, and I agree. They I hope I didn't just ruin the whole show. <laughs> you did yes, not you know, did. You did no. not ruin the whole show. Although, okay, although, show's over. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 we're going out. I, 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 I haven't yet let finish in the WordPress community. Yes, I haven't let, yet let oh, right, my right. clients uh, unleash page builders. Um, I do think, though, that you know things like Beaver Builder are gaining momentum and offering a way for people to quickly design and publish pages and posts. I do still think, though, that they are playing catch up on the widget area. Most of us are using that for configuring sidebars and footer widgets and things like that. Um, so that's not a doesn't play a predominant role. But what this does is eliminate the need to have to install additional plugins, uh, updating and maintaining those. These are quick, easy things that are in core, and they solve some problems for people when they do want to put something in a sidebar widget. Um, specifically like a text widget or an image or a video, doing that today without 4.8 is clunky. It's difficult for an end user to do. Now they'll be able to just embed a video in there. They'll be able to um, easily add a link into the text widget with the visual editor. That'll make things much easier. You don't need to know any HTML to, uh, to make any, to bold, to underline, to, you know, just do some normal, um, editing and formatting of your text widget. So I think those things, they are playing catch up, but for us as developers, it's going to be a nice thing to have that just baked right into WordPress and not having to manage additional plugins to provide that functionality. I think yeah. anything that makes the user experience a little bit easier is uh, good. And I, I think the problem with WordPress, and I don't know how the rest of the panel, Adam, Jonathan, Sally, how you feel about this, but with WordPress, it's kind of like the blind man describing the elephant. Everybody touches WordPress in a different way. For some people, it's a theme forest theme. For some people, it's a custom-built site. For some people, it's WordPress.com. And so it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's really tricky because uh, some people use page builders and rely on them and have great success, and then other people... Uh, build sites from a from a pre-built theme, and then some people go the fully custom route. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, that's a lot actually on... very insightful. There, you're absolutely uh, you're absolutely right on that one. Yeah, it depends on what people want. I mean, I have some clients who blog 
a lot. They produce a lot of content, and, and you know that's it's not the only part of their site, but it's the one they interact with most because their sort of basic information about themselves doesn't necessarily change a lot. Uh, and uh, you know, and they don't want to be trying to mess with you know, laying things out or having a bunch of different page layouts. And, you know, there are other clients where, yeah, they want to like sort of tinker with the way things look all the time. And those are people for whom a, a page builder might be a good idea or a disaster, depending on, you know, how they, how well they actually understand anything about design. Um, you know, this is a, it's a fairly incremental release, but that's what we've seen with WordPress for a long time. So it's like, I'm glad that we have these new widgets, which we should have had years ago. Uh, and, you know, that, that they are making some improvements. And I think for some people, it's a, it's a disappointment that, you know, oh, we haven't got the, you know, the new uh, Gutenberg editor all, you know, worked up yet. But, you know, that's going to take longer. To, to actually really make it work and still like maintain accessibility and, and other kinds of, of issues with it. And, you know, that will be noteworthy when it happens, but, you know, it's sort of like, well, yeah, this will make it, this should make a few things better and easier. And, and that's good, you know, not front page news, but mm -hmm. not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, I, I will concede that, uh, that point that you were making, John, about um, uh, everybody does use WordPress in a different way. And there's different solutions that you can get in a WordPress website. I'm looking at a theme right now uh, that is like a listing directory theme. And it, there, there are a lot of widgets in, in this theme in order to pull it off. It serves a specific purpose and it does it really well. And it leverages a lot of that basic uh, WordPress functionality, such as widgets, no page builder, stuff like that. So, yes, you are right. Everybody uses it different. That's, that should be the next survey. How the heck do you use this thing? Definitely. Uh, Jonathan, any thoughts on uh, 4.8? Well, you, you kind of took the words out of my mouth, John. I, I, was, I was thinking of the same thing. It was really interesting what Adam said about it because I, 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 I kind of agree 50% with what Adam said and like 50% what Jackie's view is. It, and it's really linked to what you said, John. It really depends. Because what people, um, what, what's great having Adam on the show, and hopefully he will enjoy the experience and come back one day, <laughs> uh, um, is um, there's all kind of little silos of WordPress users, isn't there? Little yes. worlds, little worlds of users. And we discussed this, John, haven't we? And um, they live in their own little bubble, don't they? And they think, and like Adam said, you know, with his particular audience a lot of them are diy people and page builders so have is a really big part of that and um they probably um don't utilize the widgets as much as some other areas don't they john yeah definitely i think that um something that we mentioned um earlier in this is is kind of leads into our second news story which is WordPress.com is now experimenting with allowing business plan customers to install third-party themes and plugins. For the longest time, you, you, it was very restricted, like what you could install on WordPress.com, which is basically they host it, and now they're loosening the restrictions. And I wanted to ask Adam, 
do, do you see this as uh, automatic and, and WordPress.com taking a bolder step into becoming a traditional hosting service? Well, I think that they are making moves to monetize what they have done, this huge audience. And they're, they're trying to, they, they've got to, right? They have a fiduciary responsibility to their investors to make money. And, you know, so many folks do not know the difference between what you get at WordPress.com or what you get at WordPress.org. They just don't even know. They just go straight to WordPress.com. Then they get disappointed when they find out I can't install that plugin and I can't install this plugin. So it makes sense, you know, for them. But, you know, the interesting part I was I was actually thinking about that is actually it's a very good priced offering. I think it was like $25 per month or something like that for this plan. But is that going to galvanize the massive amounts of money they're making referring people to these hosting companies? I mean, they're making probably millions and millions of dollars uh, by just referring people to the Bluehost, SiteGround, and the like, because they got a special deal, I'm sure. Uh, so it's kind of interesting for them to, to make that kind of a well, actually, I don't know. That must be separate. I wonder who, who do you think actually gets all those commissions? Is it WordPress.org, the organization, because it's advertised on WordPress.org? Or is it WordPress.com, an automatic the parent company that actually cashes in on those millions of dollars? That's actually a good interest. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, well, I was just thinking about that, yes. But um, I do think that they'd be foolish not to try to earn money from the, the massive amount of traffic that they have, you know. It would be foolish to not uh, do that, but it is kind of a catch up. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to, because of just the, the massive number of people they have on, on WordPress.com, you know, the reason that they didn't have plugins for so long was just like, there was no way you could control having everything everything work in the environment. So I'm sure they're going to make it a fairly restricted list of available plugins. And you're still uh, not, you're jet, still. Jet, jet pack. Um, they've already jet got pack. all the jetpack stuff built <laughs> jet into WordPress.com. But, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's not going to give you the total freedom that you have. If you, you know, if you host WordPress somewhere else and, and but, I think it's going to be good for a number of people where, you know, they just are not up to managing their updates or their security or their, and yet you can't talk them into, you know, hiring somebody like WP Tonic to, to, to do that for them. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I think, you know, it help, it will be helpful for some people. It will be insufficient for other people. But so far, at least, they've always made it pretty easy to transition from, you know, .com to .org when people are ready to take that step. So does anybody know, because I, I don't hang out in WordPress.com very often to know exactly what's going on, but it looks like now you might be able to, on the business plan, install the WooCommerce plug-in and all of that. I'm sure WooCommerce will be one of the ones you can install because they, you know, <laughs> automatic bought them for a reason. Right. So it sounds like that's a kind of a testing the waters about putting together a managed hosting plan that could compete with 
um, Squarespace and Shopify and others that are offering e-commerce capabilities built into that managed hosting. I'm pretty sure those are the competitors they're really after versus trying to, you know, compete with with managed WordPress hosting companies uh, that, you know, people are comparing the, the Squarespace and the Shopify to WordPress.com as a, as a, you know, as an option for a, a hosted solution for a website. I wonder how support's going to work on that because when the end user installs a plugin, it causes a problem. They go to the host and say, I've got this problem with my hosting account. Why don't you fix it? I wonder what that's going to be like for these guys, because I'm assuming it's not multi-site anymore. Like we're the traditional wordpress.com. I mean, I think you, I don't know. Can can you um, offer users the ability to install plugins on uh, a multi-site install? You can, although the, the you know the WordPress.com architecture is not just a standard multi-site install. They've I'm, already I'm done sure. a bunch of different stuff with it, uh, but you you can give uh, your site administrators the ability to install plugins. It's it's something that the the super admin can control. Hmm. I wonder if it's like in a separate container though that one won't affect it, one site won't affect affect another because that's why you have all those multi-site controls so that one person doesn't screw the whole thing up uh which i'm sure <laughs> yeah I, you're I'm just sure, installing things I, i'm sure they've figured out how to do it before they started telling people they were going to <laughs> or, offer it or they tested it yes but uh but i'm not uh, you know that not very much information has come out yet you know. Well, you know what's going to be interesting is what do you have to do to get on that list of a few approved plugins so, so it's going to have to be something like this to get on that approved list sponsor all the word camps <laughs> <laughs> and cut a, a half million dollar yeah. check i'm sure oh yeah <laughs> and then, i wonder if they're going to auto install which i actually do not like you know when you go with uh uh, one of the uh, managed WordPress providers and they auto install so, like go well I don't know like GoDaddy don't they put in like opt-in monster now they put beaver builder and they put all these things automatically don't they do some of that um mm. I haven't had somebody open a new account for that but they they all that I've seen GoDaddy automatically install is basically their their GoDaddy caching and their they install um training videos yeah and oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I think the rest of it is, you know, they're making that available, but I'm pretty sure they're, they're, you know, with their Beaver Builder deal, they're probably making that available to people who don't have the, the managed WordPress, who are using WordPress on the shared hosting. We're missing Mendel already. We have to have him back, won't we? Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, I really think it's an interest, really interesting um, step. But I agree with Adam. Um, I, I think they had to go down this road. When it comes to the actual list of plugins, I think it's going to be a similar situation to WP Engine and some of the other. You know, there'll be a list which they won't allow you to install. Um, if I'm not sure if they would go down the um, route that um, there's an approved list. Um, I, by everything what Matt has said over the years, I'd be really surprised if they would go down that route. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if they didn't go down the WP engine and they had a disapproved list of uh, plugins that you weren't allowed to install. Would you agree with that, John? 
Yes, I definitely think that the caching plugins and and uh, things like broken link checker will probably not be allowed. <laughs> but and the reason why is because it's a strain on the like it, it, it queries everything. Yeah, right. I mean they yeah. they. WP Engine explains why they don't allow certain things, that either they're insanely resource intensive or they clash with uh, with things that WP Engine is already doing for that stuff, like your caching and your uh, <coughs> security and, and those kinds of things. Yes, BC, I know, I know. <laughs> I will say one thing. I installed the WordPress beta um, today to just have a peek at it. And it did not install the Hello Dolly plugin, and I don't oh, know if that's goodness. intentional. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know if oh. it's if it's intentional or they, they it's because it's a beta. They just didn't package it all up together yet, or but I did when I installed it. All I saw was the Akismet plugin, and that was all that was there. And I was like, hmm, that's odd. Right, but it did come with 2017. Yes, but I did find today there is a uh, you know there's something you can put in your config file, your WP config file that will. Um, stop it from installing all the other versions of the 20 whatever themes like well, all the way interesting down to normally 2012. When, normally when you install a, a new, yeah, I can't remember how many versions you, you get when you downloaded it, 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 when you download it to install, but yeah, th three versions. It's, it's not that many. And it doesn't, like if you've installed an older version of WordPress and you upgrade, it doesn't give you the latest 20 whatever themes you actually have to go and and put those in if you want them available as you know fallbacks when you're troubleshooting yeah i like just being able to say uh no no thanks no additional themes that was great yeah now if only somebody would tell the all those people who use uh you know those one-click installers the hosting companies that somehow yeah. bundle in like five thousand themes that you're not going to use yep. exactly mojo Anyway, <laughs> I hate that mojo thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was when I was saying GoDaddy, I actually meant HostGator because they're the ones that dump all this stuff in there that you you just have to then go and yeah, I know, right? All I can say is, dear God, <laughs> host yes. creator. <laughs> yes, that one. And oh, I also noticed too, Bluehost. I think it's almost positive it was Bluehost. And if I'm not, I'm sorry, but uh, I tweeted it out earlier this week. They just installed uh, some kind of caching plugin in there that it's filled with stuff in this folder. There's just all kinds of stuff. And I was looking at a client site that's on Bluehost and I was like, where did all this stuff come from? And mm -hmm. sure enough, they, they didn't ask apparently or anything. They just decided to install all of that. So uh, that actually just, makes a lot of sense, Jackie, because I have a. Yeah, I, I got I got yeah. tripped up on Bluehost caching for uh, you know their their WordPress clients and it's a a little bit of a pain to clear out when you're developing and you need to see if something's changed. Well, the worst thing is uh, for for a user's perspective on GoDaddy, they don't know what the heck caching is. They all they know is I I put in a new address or a new phone number and it doesn't work. You know, I can't tell you how many, I probably will get maybe 50 comments per week of someone saying, oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. And it's always my first question. What host? GoDaddy. Clear your cache. What is cache? Yeah. You know, it's right. just, I don't know what they're thinking. Is it that hard to make it if someone clicks the update or save to clear the cache? Anyway. No. 
it's uh, not that hard. No, but that is the problem with this one was that it, it doesn't clear out very easily. So people are complaining that they're updating content on a page and then it isn't visible. Actually, yeah. uh, um, just to finish off before we go to our main topic, actually you're touching something which in, pre in uh, upcoming episodes we'll probably touch on a bit more, is I can only see this situation becoming more and more um, obvious, um, i.e. hosting companies um, providing very separate um, technologies um, <clears throat> that um, differentialise themselves in the market, um, which makes sense for them. Uh, um, where it becomes what is WordPress. I think in the next 18 months, you're going to see more and more of the hosting companies and the other big players. And in a way, um, WordPress.com is part of this, is um, they provide what they see as extra value, extra technology, but um, moves them away from a pure WordPress install where you have control would you agree with that john or do you think i'm just waffling i th i think they're they're adding a lot of bells and whistles but in a way they're making it to where people either have to have a developer on staff or a consultancy or yeah. someone helping them there's no way that they can navigate all of it by themselves right and they're also blurring the lines between managed hosting and just hosting so if you're, if you're getting a managed host, you're going to expect them to install some things and do like WP Engine. I know they're doing stuff, but they have a reason for doing it and, it and the site works well. When you just get hosting and they're installing things without asking you and you're supposed to be managing, you know, what's on your uh, server, that's where the lines get blurred. And I just, I think it should be an opt-in. SiteGround does that well. You know, they have their caching and things, but you go there and turn it on. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to go into the panel and turn it on. They're not littering it up with uh, things that they've, they've decided to install. So, uh, and it was Bluehost. I did check my Twitter feed. So, yes, it was them. Well, thank you. You solved a mystery that, mm. that happened to me this week. Yes. So there you go, as suspected. With that, we're going to go to our break. And when we're going to come back, we're going to be talking useful WordPress plugins that you might not know about, but that can help you manage your site. See you after the jump. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back from the break and with our panel we're talking useful wordpress plugins um you know everybody knows some of some of the most useful plugins out there yoast gravity forms they get mentioned a lot but i want to ask our panel starting with adam what are some plugins that you've encountered that uh, provide some functionality that you found very useful that people may not know about well, has anyone heard about a plugin called Real Time Find and Replace? Haven't heard of that I, yeah, one. I think possibly I have. It, 
Uh, I haven't used it though, so tell us more. Well, maybe maybe Jonathan could give some insight after I say what it does if it's going to cause problems for people. But I know from my own usage, it, it's a solution. So essentially, what it does is uh, for the WordPress user, not for power users that know where everything is that needs to be changed. But so you're just an average user and you use a business website and you're changing your fax number or something like that. What does the user think? I don't know where the heck to change this fax number, right? I don't know if it's in a widget because <laughs> we just got done talking about widgets. I don't, they don't know where the heck this stuff is. So real-time find and replace, essentially, you can go to the front end of your website, highlight put it in your clipboard, then go into this real-time find and replace, paste it, and then paste what you want it to be replaced with in real time. And then you click on save. And so what happens is when the page renders, it will find that um, string, you know, the phone number and replace it in real time. This works a lot with these free themes that have these convoluted footers, you know, where they're trying to get their link up in there. And, and you've got to be a coding PhD, uh, D, B, DHP, no, coding PhD to know how the heck to change that thing. Uh, Real-time find and replace does it, no problem. I even have a video on it, by the way. I'll fool you, boy. <laughs> yes. I, I would, you know, the only... It's free, by the way. Sorry, it's free. Yes, the only problem I would I would see with that is that it, it's not actually updating your database. No, it's uh, not. So it's it it it's you know it adds that extra processing time every time the page loads, and that may be a a very minimal amount of time. But you know, I wonder why they can't make a version that actually would update your database, and then you know you wouldn't have to keep it running. Well, there's a lot of situations where you say you purchase a theme that might be a solution, right? So I was talking about that that whole solution for having uh, business listings, a business directory listing site. And say there's a term in there that's hard-coded, um, maybe it's in if, a- If there's a term in there that's hard-coded and not translatable, the developer is doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. There probably are translatable, but that adds an extra layer of complexity for a user when this is just, instead of saying all states, say all categories, and it's just a copy and paste real easy thing. Uh, it makes it a lot easier. But yes, well, no, even some very reputable themes, just finding the translation string, is, it's not an easy thing. Uh, what am I talking about? Jobify is a very popular job WordPress theme for having a job board. It's hard to change a lot of those things. Yeah, that that is one thing where I think developers should think more about it because I know that there are uh, you know plugins that create custom post types basically, um, and they have filters in them and and options to control those filters so that you can say, okay, I don't want to call these events. I want to call them something else. Yes, uh, and you know I I seem to remember Jackie did that with her plugin for the uh, communities uh, and I, you know, but yeah, if, if somebody's using something where that isn't an option for them or where, well, there's the filter, but they would have to write code for it and they have no idea how to do that. Uh, I can definitely see that would be useful. And those footer situations. <laughs> yeah. Those, those things were, you know, who knows what it is or where it's coming from. Okay. I had a whole yeah. screen full of plugins. Yeah. There's a, just to go back to that search and replace, there's a handy plugin that 
um, the folks at Delicious Brains did, uh, and it's free. It's a better search replace. So that one does go through your database and find every yes. instance of a string and replace it for you. So it will permanently do that for you, which is great. Mm -hmm. I use that one a lot and yeah. it's reliable. But for uh, uh, the end user, that that's a dangerous plugin because it's permanent. Yes, I'm talking something like <laughs> no, they, they accidentally will. <laughs> yes, that, right. that is you a thing. If, back if, up and, if it you know. could be screwed up, it yes. will be screwed up. Yes. And yes, and and that goes for us and not just our clients. That's true, right? Jeez. And now let's go into our nightmare stories. No. Yes. <laughs> we don't go there. Uh, we we did sure have you... a show on our favorite mistakes. So oh, one, 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 one seven six. I would have had a lot to contribute to that one. <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, I know you had a list. Why don't you go ahead and, and uh, go through the list? I'll that, just, yeah, I'll quickly pick yeah. over some ones that I did. A um, couple that I, okay, well, one, I won't do them in order, but the one that I really like is the Web Accessibility Toolkit that Rachel Cherry did. Um, and that's awesome because it puts it right at the bottom left of your uh, install on the front end, and you can click on that, and you can check your contrast ratios. You can check whether you have labels on all your forms and fields and just some basic accessibility checks where you don't have to go and use some third party uh, and put your URL in there. It's just real handy, even when you are developing locally to just, if you want to just check, make sure you, especially on contrast ratios, I use it a lot for that, just to double check to see if I'm meeting um, basic guidelines for accessibility. And it's got a lot of other cool little features in there. That's like, that is a really good one to, to have if you're not sure if your site's accessible and you just want to, you want to know. Um, Another one uh, great for developers is the Kint PHP debugger plugin that um, Tanya Mork did from Know the Code. That's a great free plugin. I have solved so many problems using that plugin. Um, mm. Just tracing when writing some code and trying to figure out uh, what object has what values in there and being able to see it. So check that one out. That's really handy. Uh, SVG support is awesome because it will um, inline your SVGs for you. It allows you to upload your SVGs in the media library. Um, now that doesn't, that also goes with a caveat that, you know, you have to know where your SVGs are coming from and, you know, it tries to screen them to make sure that there isn't any malicious code in there, but um, you are loading things into your database. So just be aware of where you are getting your SVGs from because they are code. But it is awesome. And, and please use that. I, I saw somebody's, uh, a, a company had built these people a theme and the SVG for their logo was hard coded into their template. Because mm -hmm. like that's going to be so easy to change if you, if you update your logo, yeah. right? Yeah, no, no. Just no. shoot yeah. me. Yes. So that's a really good plugin though. I use that quite a bit. And it has an option. If you add a class to, say you're using an image tag to embed your SVG and you add a class, which is style-SVG is what it is. It will embed in line that entire SVG code for you so that you can do things with it with CSS. So that's just from a developer perspective. So some things for end users, um, the, uh, I never really have a lot. Okay, well, the HTML uh, widget text, it easily adds HTML to widget titles is real handy if you want to add breaks and links into a widget title. That's a pretty cool little plugin. Uh, the image widget, I really like. That's from Modern Tribe. 
and that one makes it easy to add images to widget, but 4.8 is probably going to, for some people, uh, it'll be just mm -hmm. baked right into 4.8 and you won't need that. Um, I think Rob New did the WP Featherlight plugin, which is a nice, very light jQuery plugin for doing um, light boxes. And I also use that a lot for um, putting up videos in a light box so that you can watch them. So that's a real handy plug in there. If you want to add subtitles below your title on your post and pages, WP subtitle is I've really good. I love that one. And then on the paid side, um, Super Side Me by Robin Cornett is a great plugin if you want to have an easy mobile menu for your site. It's mm. a slide out menu on the side. It's great. It's easy to configure. Um, and then of course, my all time favorite of every plugin is Migrate DB Pro because I could not work without that. Have you tested so, MergeBot yet? I am on the beta program for MergeBot and I am using it. It's like looking really good. I mean, it's not ready for to use. No, on it's not. It's, it's, it's not ready for prime time yet. But yeah, it's. But it's, it I, is. I, I this is it the dream. Right. This I found it dream. confusing until I realized that basically this is just version control for your database, and the steps you have to go through are, are pretty much the same as that. You know, get add, for get code. Commit. Yeah, for version control for code. So, but it does. It will solve a problem when it's finally all done. It's going to solve a, a problem where. You have a client that's continuing to work on the site that you are building a new version of, right? And so you've got the copy of their database and you're in there working and adding menus and doing things. And all the while, they're still working on their existing site. This gives you a way to merge the database for changes between and both And to resolve ends. conflicts in an individual And to resolve conflicts and everything. So that... Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, but of course, MigrateDB Pro is awesome if you just want to push your database to another site. It's very, um, it's great. And it also does your media files for you too, if you have the add-on for that. And that covers my uh, presentation. It's <laughs> quite a list there. Um, yeah, I've done my research. Sally, I know you have some too. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I was actually attempting to be prepared for the show today. Uh, you know, Very I good. expect a pat on the head. Um, so on the uh, yeah, on the sort of more development end of things, um, lately I have been using uh, WP Advanced Database Cleaner, the pro version, because uh, <clears throat> I've been I've been doing some revising and cleaning up. I mean, I did, did a new version of the eastbaywp.com website. And I found, and I, that's on Pagely where, you know, they don't give you access to your database. And I, you know, I copied everything down to a local server and, and I looked at the database and thought, oh my God, there were more than 60 database tables and about half of them were from plugins that were no longer installed, mm. things I'd tried out on the site. And, and so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, dropping tables is relatively easy if, if you have even a you know, cursory knowledge of PHP, my admin. But the other thing is like getting rid of orphan options, you know, and if your options table is really bloated, that can slow down your site. And uh, so it has a way of, of trying to, you know, detect orphan options and identify them. Now it's, it's not a hundred percent accurate. So you need to make like multiple backups of your database while you are doing that level of, of cleanup. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, kids don't try this at home, ask your developer to use it. Um, but uh, it's very uh, helpful. And, and also in terms of uh, cleanup stuff, uh, one that I put in there is term management tools. I, I find that 
on a lot of sites that have been around for a while, the tags and the categories are just this seething mass of chaos. Oh, yes. And the thing is that your tags and your categories are a great opportunity for you to increase your SEO through your internal links, but only if you know how to use them. Uh, so, uh, you know, the term management tools lets you uh, combine uh, tags or categories or convert something from a tag to a category to a custom taxonomy. Uh, and, you know, that's very useful. Uh, one I don't have on the list but should mention in, in conjunction with that is the bulk custom field editor. Uh, so I had installed uh, Mashair, which is a great end user uh, plugin uh, for one of my clients, but I wanted to be able to go back and update the, it gives you a place to put a custom Facebook image and a custom Pinterest image for all your for all your posts and I wanted to go back and update them because on this particular site it's a standard image it's basically a version of the podcast album art that goes with each episode but you know the square for the album art is the wrong shape for sharing mm. on Facebook for sharing on Pinterest and I wanted to go back and 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 update it all with a specially created you know Pinterest vertical and and Facebook horizontal version and that was a matter of putting the correct image ID basically into the right custom fields. The, the Mashair people told me what fields to edit. And then I was able to go through with the bulk field editor and put those images in and presto, I did not have to go back through each of those, you know, 500 and something episodes and update uh, those images. So there are times when that's going to be useful for you. Uh, and then a couple of things that are sort of less common that, that I've used. Um, simple alert for old posts. If you blog on a topic like WordPress where stuff changes a lot, you may want to let people know if your post is old enough that, you know, the tutorial you've written might be outdated. And it just puts a little notice. You can tell it what the notice says on your post about, you know, this is older than X. You may want to look for something newer. Um, or you know any anything like that where something might be might be outdated. Um, image regenerate and select crop. If you're annoyed at the fact that WordPress generates fifty thousand different thumbnails of every single image you upload, you can go through. You can use this to go through and say for what post type, you know what you need, what image sizes, and, and delete the ones you don't want. Um, it's not as interesting as that. I can't remember the name of it. There's a plugin by, uh, also by Delicious Brains, that instead of having you create a bunch of special thumbnail sizes, lets you specify and, and generate on the fly images. But this one is something that's easier to use without technical knowledge, and it will just clear out, you know, clear out some of that clutter in, in your uh, media library. Um, I like the anti-spam uh, plugin by WebVitali. It's free. It blocks all uh, automated, you know, bot submitted spam without you ever seeing it. So it's not like you have, you know, a bunch of spam stuff in your database waiting for you to delete it. Um, and I like the rich text excerpts plugin uh, because uh, a lot of the themes I use, I want to show excerpts and not just, you know, cut the thing off at a certain level. So, you know, this lets you actually include 
you know, link or bold or, or whatever in your excerpt when you're writing it. Uh, and then um, uh, something I've used uh, some recently is the widget options plugin, which is one of those plugins that lets you say, you know, which sidebar to show your widget on. Um, awesome. But one of the other things that I like about it is that it lets you hide the widget title. So if you don't want your widget title to show, but you also don't want to look in your widget management panel and wonder what the heck is that widget with no title, uh, it, it, it lets you do that, which is a, a nice thing about it. And it has a bunch of, it has different things it can do, like, um, you know, show this widget only on mobile, only on desktop, uh, which I haven't explored as, as much. Um, I don't like their nag message. I, I wrote a sort of snarky post about it, but uh, other than that, I, I do think it's a good plugin. So I'm I could go on and on, on, but that's enough. No, I'm yeah. actually working on a little plugin to solve, help solve that problem with what Sally was just talking about with the widget where you don't want it to show up on the front end. So you leave it blank. But then when you look in your widget panel, you have no idea you're looking at the sidebar widgets and you're like, just says text, 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 text. And you have no idea what's in there. So I've got a little bit of code that will let you wrap it in a bracket or something so that it doesn't output um, visually, but does to screen reader text so that semantically it keeps your HTML properly structured, but it's just not visible, but it is read out to screen readers. So, um, yeah. and that's, that's something pretty easy that you can write a filter for to do, but that bothers me that you only have two options, either not, you know, leave it blank or, um, and then it's semantically, it's not correct, or you put something in there and then you're trying to do a display none and not show it. So. I think another option would be to do a screen reader. I wish the widgets just had a little box at the bottom to just say screen reader mm. for the widget title. That would be a great little <laughs> thing to write so that you could just check that. And then this way it would output it as a screen reader text, but, um, and, and still be visible in, in the dashboard to see what's going on. Jonathan. I'm, I'm, I'm so ashamed I haven't really done. <laughs> Okay. Someone slipped um, one in the comments. <laughs> uh, um, I, I just mentioned a couple, um, but I, I in no way. Um, I, I'm a great lover of uh, Comic Cache Pro as a caching mm. plugin. Um, I've been using it for a while. Um, when it comes to caching plugins, I think everybody got the ones that they like, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is better or worse, but they also provide really fantastic support as well. Um, and I've been using it for quite a while. Um, I, I think also the one, another one that I I think is really quite good is roll rollback. Um, it that is a good one. Yes, that that yep. enables you, and it comes from a a group of I think it's three developers, and um, they're all really well known in the WordPress community. So, and it's kept up to date, and it saved my bacon a few times. Um, That's our homies, Word Impress. Yes, um, I also like from. Um, I've kind of used this. Um, I do like the. Um, Oh God, I've got it's been on the podcast, hasn't he, John? The um the um security audit plugin from Robert. Robert, um got his name. I've put that on a few it will be in the show notes, folks. Um I apologize. Um and um 
I do like the WP Simple Pay Lite. I've used that on a couple of people's websites. Um, it's a um, it's a really lightweight, and you can buy a pro version, and it really it's really a quite a simple way of taking credit card details. Mm. I think that's quite a good one. And um, to kind of finish off, um, we installed it on the WP Tonic website. Is Yoast SEO the premier? And um, that's a good one, by the way. I think it is worth the money now if you're mm-hmm. if you're really serious about um, your on-site SEO. I think for sixty-nine bucks, um, it's probably worth the money now, folks. So that's my little ones, John. You're silent. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, just keeping up with all these notes. Oh yeah, Jackie says advanced custom fields. I mean, everybody oh, yeah, loves but, that. Who, yeah. But I know yeah, we're, we're, we're talking we're, about. I was going for what people hadn't heard of. Hadn't heard of. I know. Yeah, I ACF know. Pro is definitely a go-to tool. Is a, right. yeah. When you're and actually, I was just looking at that Yoast Premium one uh, yesterday, and I was thinking about it. So I'm glad you shared that because now you've kind of pushed me to give it a whirl. Yeah. So what, what do you think, John? Um, we, we're starting to use it, aren't we, John, on the Tonic site? Because um, it comes up with, um, it helps with your internal link structure, which yes. which is important. And um, one thing I was going to ask the panel um, is, do you know any plugins? Um, one is um, it's linked um, to experience with another website I got um, a really good plugin that controls what is shown in the desktop, the de- you know the back end in the in yeah, the on the dashboard. Um, yeah. I've used the um, the menu editor, uh, the like admin menu editor. Let me see what it's called. I have I have it on several sites, but where you know there, there's just such a complexity of stuff that even for even at the administrator level, you want to um, rearrange it, uh, and then you can also say, yeah, don't show this to people of you know that level of yeah. of, of access. Uh, so let me just see where that goes. Well, you're looking that up, Sally. I want to mention a couple that I kind of yeah. like. I also like ACF, Advanced Custom Fields, WP Rollback. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, but one that I want to mention for replacing strings, one that I found that works if you just need to replace like a couple strings and you don't, you're not a developer necessarily and you don't want to go in and, and uh, do like translate files it's a plugin called Say What that's in the, the WordPress repo. Basically, uh, all you'll need to do is is uh, install the plugin, type in what, what text you're trying to replace. If it's a translatable string, uh, include the text domain, which is usually the name of the plugin, um, as it appears in your, in your uh, plugin directory. And uh, then what you want the text to change to, and it works like a charm in 99.99% of the time. Uh, another one that I found insanely useful is called post type order. Yeah. So if you're if you're um, setting up a site for a client or whatever, and and you got the different post types, <clears throat> say like a, a team members, and you're putting them all in. Well, we want the this guy to be up at top, or we want the 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 president, the the lady up at the top. So instead of changing all the dates. Uh, in in you can just take this uh, plugin, install it, tell it what post types you want to have it uh, hidden or shown on, and basically you can drag and drop. 
you can do this for uh, any type uh, post type posts, uh, any other custom post types that you have in there. So you can drag and drop the order, and it affects it like uh, in the archives. So you don't need to, you know, sit there and change dates. You can just drag. Yeah, it. I've, I've I used just used that yesterday and similar plugins for for things where clients wanted to. Yeah. Uh, be able to you know drag and drop the their team members or whatever into uh, what's uh, that one called John? into a particular order post types order okay and we will link all of this up in show notes uh and and one that i wanted to mention it's mostly i just use it for developing i uh, if you're and and this is not for the novice this is for a developer it's 2014 accordion menu you can find it in github if you want to throw an accordion menu in there and you're developing from something like underscores basically you can put that in there swap out uh 2014 in in the code for the name of the theme that you're using and voila you've got an accordion menu it's pretty awesome uh and i wanted to ask adam um, do you have any other like plugins that we haven't covered Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, nice. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> waiting. Eliminate through one. Eliminate through one. Okay. I had an idea once. Why don't page builders work with any theme for full width rows and stuff like that? So I talked to uh, uh, a guy and I said, "Hey, can you make this for me? You can download it for free. It's full width plugin. You just search for full width page builder." Uh, at the repository, we just launched it, I think maybe a month ago. We already have 4,000 active installs. It'll work with any page builder to any theme. So if you're using Genesis and you don't want to use Genesis Dambuster and you want to use Elementor, it, it'll just make every page builder work with every, every well-coded theme. Let me give a caveat. If it's some old outdated theme, it might not work, but you can let us know and we'll try to add compatibility. Um, that one, and you know, a new one that I've been waiting to use, but I, I why? Anyways, Imageify, have you guys heard of oh, Imageify? Yes. Imageify? Yeah, we gotta add That's that kind awesome. of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, so, so essentially, I'll just give a little breakdown. What it does is it makes your images uh, smaller, not in size, but in size for downloading without losing any quality. Now, there's a lot of plugins that do this. They all have like a subscription plan, but theirs is very generous, what you get for free, 25 megabytes of compression per month. And right. I just used it on my entire site. My entire site was only 40 megabytes. Uh, so uh, it, can, it'll cover your butt. Right. And you can buy like a pack of... of yes you know, like a $10 add-on pack if you're like doing all the images on an existing site that, that has a lot of images. And it because it does it, it does the compression not on your own server, it doesn't run into the, the problems like, you know, you can't use the www on uh, WP Engine because it's, it's very resource intensive. Mm. Uh, Imagify is made by the same people who do WP Rocket. Yes, which just had a beta release just now. I'm using it anyway. Uh, but those, that's what I would add. I think every, well, actually, you know, a lot of these things should be in core. I think like some of the performance optimization, like uh, image compression, that should be in the core. I mean, now you've got these managed hosts putting it in their uh, stack because, I mean, who doesn't want their websites, uh, their clients' websites to run, uh, or their customers' websites to run really fast? So, anyways. And the, uh, Sally, the uh, admin plugin. I know you put it in chat. But. Yes, it's called Admin Menu Editor, and it lets you rearrange uh, all of the items in your admin menu, and you can tell it, uh, you know, who should who should see what. I think you might have to pay for the like what level 
person gets to see what. I, I don't remember that. But so far, I've only used the, the free version, and it just has tidied up the, <clears throat> the admin interface. Um, you know, you can collect things into areas that they belong in. And, uh, well, it's, it's also to stop... Um to have some control over what is shown, especially if a client has got admin rights and they're going in and they they can see like, um, well, all various rubbish that um, people kind of put on to promote a plugin and some of it can worry the client, can't it? Like, you know, um, you need to update this plugin straight away, blah, blah, blah. Right. You? Yes. And I mean, it's, it's hard to turn off update notices for, for any kind of uh, admin level. Uh, but then you might want to use something like roles and capabilities to give them a, a high level of access without actually making them an administrator. And that might spare them from some of the notifications well yeah that you just you just you just touch something else haven't you because that's a great plugin i actually got the pro version of that um and um i've got the gentleman's name that's been that developed that plugin and he's been supporting it for years hasn't he um and it, it's another whole area which some people criticize wordpress that it hasn't compared to some other CRMs, it hasn't got that really granular um, level of control over different user types, hasn't it, Sally? It's true. It's, this is one thing that, you know, that like Joomla actually does pretty well. There is something. There, there are a couple of somethings. But, you know, one of them is different user access rules and, and you know, Drupal likewise being aimed at a more enterprise kind of environment where a lot of different sort of people are going to need access of, of different kinds. Um, but yes, there are, there are several, um, there are several plugins to help. Uh, I would recommend his cause he's been, I've, I forgot his name. Help me out, Sally. Uh, um, but he, that, that plugin has been supported for a long while, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there are a few different ones that will do this and, uh, you should uh, definitely consider them. So, I, I want to add one last. Oh, sorry. Is that, is that the one for roles and capabilities? Just check that link and see if that is the one. Right. I'm terrible with things. Oh, so I want to add one last thing to this uh, discussion about these WordPress.org repository plugins. If you're using one of these plugins and you find it useful, take five minutes and go and give them a, a positive review, a five-star review. It helps them out. They're not, most of them, there's no way of them making money uh, from their plug and they're not doing it for that. They're doing it for it to give back. And I find that when you give them a positive review, it's going to help them with the uh, visibility of their, their plugin, but also it's, it's just a way to say, thank you. I don't think, um, I know I, I do leave reviews, but I could leave more. And I think everybody should be in the habit of leaving good reviews for these plugins that make a difference for you. Yeah, I'm good at, we're having a, a contributor day at our meetup in August. And I'm going to encourage people who are not going, you know, that, that as a thing for people who, who aren't going to be like trying to write code patches to do, review plugins that you like or themes that you like. Uh, mm -hmm. because it does it's you know it's time consuming and I, I do feel compelled to do it occasionally uh, and part of the reason that I don't do it more is that you know I, I'm going to write you like a three-page review 
of about everything to do with yes. your plugin, and <laughs> I I can't seem to stop myself from from doing uh, reviews that way. So, um, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's definitely a, a contribution that's appreciated uh, by developers. Well, I think that we've um, provided a lot of uh, 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 plugins to check out. We're going to link those up in show notes. Um, we're going to end the regular portion of the show, and uh, we might have uh, 10 minutes or so of bonus content. But for now, uh, we're going to let everybody tell us where they can find them. Uh, Jackie, where do we find you? Anything you want to promote? You can find me at JackieDelia.com or over at Rethink.fm. And uh, Morton Rand Hendrickson will be my next guest on June 1st. Awesome. And the recent episode this week was with um, Rachel Andrew, and we were talking about CSS Grid. Yes, Check it out. Just, just listen to that. Definitely go. Yeah, it, was, it was great, actually. Thanks. Give, give it a thumbs up. Uh, we give it five stars. <laughs> yeah. Adam, how do, we, uh, how do we get a hold of you? And uh, anything you want to promote? Yeah, you can uh, just Google WP Crafter or go to WPCrafter.com and then click through to the YouTube channel. I recently just put out a video series on the new plugin Beaver Themer. It's on YouTube. It's free. And uh, last month I just finished a 20 video video series on how to create an online course. And we're using free stuff all the way through. And there's some custom made things in there that I give away as well. Cool. Sally, how do we get a hold of you? Anything you can. More? Find me at WPFangirl.com where I'm at Sally Getch on Twitter. And uh, our next East Bay WordPress meetup is this Sunday uh, at 1 p.m. And uh, we have Ben Byrne talking about multi-site. So you can go to uh, meetup.com if you live in the Bay Area and uh, just uh, type in WordPress and you'll find our meetup and the other area meetups. And it's free. Uh, so and there's pizza. Uh, so do, do feel free to join us. Excellent. Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, you find me on the internet, um, on Twitter, at Jonathan Denwood. Go to the WP Tonic Facebook page. you find all the videos of the conversations that we have on there, our YouTube channel. Uh, I think we've got over, getting close to 200 or something getting close to getting on there aren't we john and mm -hmm. yep and um you could email me at jonathan at wp tonic.com with any suggestions about guests or a subject that you want us to cover we love people suggesting possible people to interview or subjects we should cover because surprise surprise folks sometimes it's hard to find new subjects to talk about even for us john isn't it it can be can be there you go you can find me at my website which is lockdowndesign.com you can follow me on twitter lockdown underscore and my facebook page lockdown design for the WP Tonic, we're saying peace out and get your dose. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.